0: James Meakin, welcome Hello. to Whole Lot of Comedy. Yeah, and thank um, you. and it's good to see you again. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, so how have you been um, coping so far in the lockdown?
1: Bad, no, not not done not done uh, not done great in the old lockdown. Um, I think Whole Lot of Comedy was like one of the last gigs I did before like it got really serious in uh, like the autumn and then I think I did one in the middle between then and like December and um, yeah that was it like but other than that I've not really done I've not done any, like that much comedy uh, I've not tried to, I've not even been able to really write anything or uh, kind of deal with it very well but like the other thing is like the, the online this is one of I've done this and I think I did one other kind of podcast thing uh, and I wasn't yeah I haven't really been able to uh, the zoom thing isn't conducive to how yeah. i like things yeah. to be yeah. Some people yeah. have done really really good on the internet some people are making like really good sketches and things like that but i'm not technically proficient enough to do so, you,
0: like, you so, so it's, it's the discipline of um writing every day for you know getting up at eight o'clock and saying or seven actually let's just say six o'clock in the morning getting up at six o'clock in the morning and knocking it out for 15 yeah. minutes
1: well it's, the thing is like my the way i write anyway the way i make comedy is Is almost exclusively writing on stage. Is like I'll think of something funny and I'll go oh I'll see what if there's anything in it, and then I'll just talk about it on stage until it's funny. Like so, if I have an idea or a story that I want to talk about, usually what it'll be is like I'll go oh that that sounds like a fun thing to talk about, and then I'll 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 do it usually for the first time if I'm if I'm hosting because I can just you know usually what you can do when you're hosting is if somebody brings something up that you can then talk about, not that it doesn't have to be funny because obviously mm-hmm. it does, but like, it doesn't have to be finished. Like you can just conversationally yeah, yeah. bring it up to somebody. So like if I have got a story about something funny that happened to me in the week and then I'll kind of the old trick of making somebody talk about the thing that you want to talk about without it seeming obvious yeah, yeah. That that's what you're doing. Uh, then you bring it up and then you chat about it for a bit and then you uh-huh. um, and then when you've got a gig later on in the week, you go, okay, cool. Here are the points where that I want to, you know, flesh out a bit. And then I might write like bullet points on a piece of paper, yeah. but I will almost never f- like full hand write out material. Everything is done on stage. Real time. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- like improvised. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, because I have the way that I create the, that how i do the comedy is everything's done by like f- people's faces <laughs> like yeah, i yeah, know it sounds yeah. so obvious but like how people are reacting in the room who what what like what kind of people are like mm-hmm. what kind of people are finding funny it's like and without that immediate feedback i yeah i've not really been able to do it plus i, I watched some online shows and some people have been crushing the online shows they've been really yeah, good yeah. fun a lot of them have, have felt really really bizarre um and yeah it's just the, the online thing out hasn't really done it for me um, so
0: so really for you it's actually you you get the pieces from the previous few days and the few shows and you just keep building your show sort of on a five-day rotation in your head saying from each yeah. of the previous events and therefore you've got the hot topic of today and the previous few days you bring them together and then out of that cauldron comes right bang this is this is gonna this is what people are gonna get
1: yeah yeah hopefully and then and then a lot of times stuff stuff will never see the light of day again but like sometimes then you've just got a thing that uh like is a something that you you, you've spoken about something you've done on stage and then you do it for so long that it it becomes its own thing like it's it's not the story that you thought about bring it up you the the points you thought were going to be funny weren't but the points you didn't think were going to be funny they turn out to be the gold and then yeah then that turns into like okay after like you do it so much you you hit a point where you're like okay cool this is now a finished totally slick two minute bit and you know exactly how long it is you know that like you look at your watch you're like okay cool i've been going for like you know seven minutes i've got two minutes here and then i'll close on the one minute and then it's done but to get to that bit, I will almost never write anything down. And mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to be a bit more kind of like... Di- like my 2020 New Year's resolution, which yeah, yeah. was obviously stupid, was to write more stuff down, like <laughs> to, to record my yeah, sets yeah. and like work out how... Like when I have a... Because I the other thing, if you don't write anything down or do all your writing on stage like I do, it's like it's hard to look back and go, why did I bomb that night or why did i do well the other night like what's the
0: difference here yeah you're finding yourself on stage as you go you're feeling the fear you're doing it anywhere anyway and then you just say what works what doesn't work and you go for it you're getting that i can i tell you what i do i remember seeing when i watched you i actually got that energy and that raw energy is a stage energy um you know um do you fight did you ever do improv you know or actually take a Uh, few bit of improv or did you just develop your style that way
1: um i did i did like i did some uh, improvisation stuff at school uh and and i did a lot of it at uni but i never performed any improv stuff Ah. um and then actually the only time i did improv uh live was for a really really great night uh called big smoke comedy which absolutely i'd suggest everyone if you're an act do it if you're a fan just go to it it's really really fun um, so the first half is just like kind of a standard open mic format, standard comedy night. Uh, and so yeah, everyone does a set. Second half is improv with the acts. So the, all the acts come back and then audience suggests things and you have to improvise based on it. Uh, it was really, really fun. I'd like to have another shot at it, which I think I was actually going to before the whole, uh, you know, the whole business happened. Cause um, mm. so I did freeze a little bit. Uh, but, it it was it was really really fun uh yeah, and it' yeah. was something i i've thought about doing again in the future
0: yeah and no, i i i must admit improv is um something i like i must, i i i'm I'm not very good at it, but i do like it it's um so yeah, me too. Now, me too. how how did you actually get into comedy you know what mm, suddenly yeah. what was what was the thing that said i want to be a comedian um well i've always been a
1: fan of comedy uh and uh, i mean i've always been a performer like since since i was in school just like acting and and trying my best to play music um and then uh the story is basically i was i was in a band for a while uh and it wasn't really for me uh when i left the band i started to do a lot more solo acoustic gigs um which i mean i'll be honest and everyone who's seen me play knows that i'm not the most accomplished of musicians uh I can't really sing very well, can't really play guitar very well, but it's fine. I like it. It's fun.
0: It's good. But you do it. You're you're out there doing it. That's the thing.
1: And that's half the, I would say more than half the battle of comedy is just doing it as much as you can. But um, I was practising so much for this gig that I was booked for, Mm -hmm. uh, just like running the songs over and over and over and over again. And um, my girlfriend said, do you ever practise what you say between songs? looking to audiences and i'm like no of course not i never never nervous talking to people that's the most fun bit and i was like ah <laughs> and then I was, I was listening to a lot of comedy podcasts and they all they, they talk a lot about like how much fun it is to be a comedian like hanging out with other comedians and and doing stuff like that like and how it's all your own responsibility how hard you work how much you do this this kind of thing and I was like that sounds absolutely brilliant and at the time I was like really stressed out with work and I was like I need to I need to do something else I need a creative output mm-hmm. and I was like I'm just going to do comedy and with a lot of the things like we were talking just before about creating like how I write or whatever i got this rule and I, uh, I don't know if you guys have probably met if you've been to not another comedy I like met Adam and you've got this rule, which is like, if you think of something funny to say, you have to say it. So, basically, don't don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just just say it. And if it's funny, it's funny. If it's not, it's not. So I didn't I didn't put too much thought, think yeah, thought behind it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go find the the first open mic I can get on and just go straight from go from there. Um, so that was it. And then I realised I didn't have to carry anything anymore. Like that was another big one.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: carrying carrying gear around London like guitar gear after you've had it. Had a gig is uh, a, an experience I don't really want to. Uh, don't really want to have to repeat. Ever well, again. no, it's, it's
0: it's expensive equipment to suddenly find I want yeah. that on a tube. You know, it's just yeah. far, far too expensive. And then of course yeah. you can't you can't play your pride and you can't play your pride and joy. You've got to come down on the equipment level. And you think yeah. to yourself, Oh no, I'm never going to be that good playing on my ten pound guitar. What's what's going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> um, now on the uh, comedians so who, which which country do you look to do you sort of look to the english or mm, the american uh, market i'm a i'm a big fan of american
1: comedy it's like it's it's weird because a lot of people really like
0: uh,
1: a lot of english comedians and i like them as well it's just i'm not like ma- massively into the whole like live at the apollo feel of comedy and i kind of i kind of get the impression that a lot of comedy that happens is aiming towards that being that the be all and end all that's the end game and like you know panel shows are the that's the pinnacle of comedy whereas american comedy is is more based along in my opinion like just doing it doing getting out there traveling the country uh so it's a bit more kind of aiming towards the, the comedy side of things rather than like the TV side of things. And I, I could be wrong. This is just from an observation. And obviously with Netflix, yeah. you know, Netflix is fucking Netflix. Yeah.
0: Can I swear? <laughs> you can swear, yes.
1: Yeah, good. Because I swear a lot. So I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't,
0: I don't swear it's very, very rude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised that. I'm really surprised that it's been this long and I haven't sworn yet. But yeah, there we go. Um, so yeah, I really like American comedy. Uh, mainly because there's only so many hours in the day to like enjoy stuff so the the podcasts that i listen to and the comedians that i follow tend to just be american comedians
0: um, yeah. Have you got like, um, let's say, your top three? What would you, what would you um, recommend to any listeners for to say? My
1: top three, uh, my favourite comedian is probably Tom Segura. I just think that his stories are ridiculous and horrible and disgusting and unbelievable. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I saw him at uh, Hammersmith on the tour that obviously that happened just before COVID hit, um, and it was spe- it was spectacular. It was one of the best gigs I've ever seen um i think as far as the best storytelling comedians go i really like Nate Bargatze whose special on netflix is Tennessee kid i think it's i think it, it's like one of the best specials ever and i mean i i didn't even notice this but it's completely clean like squeaky clean mm-hmm. he doesn't even swear and you don't get this feeling that he's doing it on purpose you just feel like he's so insanely skillful that he doesn't need to not rely because I don't really agree with the concept that if you do like mm-hmm. you know, edgy or, or risky material, then that is, that is like some yeah. kind of crutch or whatever, but like he does it so perfectly and so clean that it's just absolutely amazing to watch. Yeah. And the other one is Carl Kanane. His stories um, are absolutely outstanding. Just like just stories about him being a crazy guy living in Chicago and uh, yeah.
0: You know, it's, it's strange you say that. You know, swearing because it's—if you think about it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a cop out to swear because it's it, when it's used, it's very effective. But to be that disciplined and to be able to get your point across and draw people in, you have—you know—it's—it's it, it's not a matter of doing one or two weeks of doing a comedy course. It's mm. ten years of solid hard graft to get to that level.
1: Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, I mean, it can completely change. Like, it—it's. I do. I swear so much. One time someone's like some people came to a gig that I was hosting and and I was like, all right, fine. Like, cool. People in the room, they came for fun. And it was it was three adults and they brought three like children with them. Like they couldn't have been. I don't know why they were out like late on a Thursday night, but they couldn't have been older than 12. And, like, right out of the gate, I'm like, hey, welcome to not another fucking comedy night, guys. Oh, are you fucking stoked to be here? And then the lady at the back is like, "Our uh, language. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> yes. it's, it's nine o'clock in a pub in Camden. Yeah. Pr- in a comedy night, we're probably going to swear. I'm going to say the least, it's open mic comedy. I'm going to say the least weird stuff tonight. Like, there's, there's people on yeah. there. Oh, dear. It's going to be intense. But I thought that was quite weird.
0: No, it's You don't know what uh... you're
1: getting yourself in for.
0: No, I've, I've seen that. I've, and uh, it's it's it, even that is I know it's using that group of people for their attitude coming back and actually setting mm. them up for the fall. Yeah. Um, not that I think people would do that, especially comedians, but quite possibly they may go down that direction, which mm. would be great fun as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so so my next question is, have you done Edinburgh? Who've been to Edinburgh actually performed at Edinburgh? Is it an ambition for Edinburgh? Or are there any other festivals you, you know, maybe around the world you say, right, that's the one I'm going to go to for four weeks and bust a gut out? Um,
1: I think that, I think that the, it all, everything about comedy is how you perceive yourself and how, what you want to get out of comedy. And a lot of people want to do comedy as a career they want to become a professional comedian obviously that is awesome and I'd love if that happened right that'd be brilliant but I don't really have the time or the energy to do that and I don't mind and I just want to get really good at comedy but at the same time have as much fun as possible so for me going to Edinburgh for a month doesn't it doesn't have any yeah there's no end game there it's like okay cool I'll, I'll waste I'll, I'll lose a month of work and spend thousands of pounds and stuff like that for something that I don't see myself having a career in which is fine but I've been to Edinburgh I went to Edinburgh in 2004 when I was I was like 17 or something I can't remember must have been 16 I don't know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was young and um, I had a great time saw some great comedy saw some really really amazing stuff and I've just never been back not out of any other reason just like You know annual leave and money and all that stuff and if you look at how much these things cost you can have like a week in greece (laughs) like or like somewhere with some real nice spot and and that's
0: uh, and that's exactly right isn't it you know i mean you you I, i think it's it's like you know going back to what we said earlier in in bands and actually playing in bands and performing it's far better to be out there performing and actually generating that energy with people in front of you, mm. getting momentum within a local area or within, you know, within a catchment area, expanding yeah. that area, building up your following, and doing the real hard graft. And then if it happens, it happens. But if not, uh, yeah. you've enjoyed it along the way. You know, there's got to be that, rather than just the end goal, as we said earlier, the Apollo.
1: Yeah, I've got like, uh, I, obviously I, I, I speak to a lot of new acts, as part of you know not another comedy night and a lot of them ask about festival in edinburgh and stuff like that and everyone seems to ha- always have they always kind of seem to put the cart before the horse and like gotta do edinburgh It's like get really get really good at the craft get try and re- concentrate on number one above all else have a nice time which is sometimes really hard when you're doing comedy mm-hmm. and the other one get as good as you can or as as comfortable as you can rather than thinking seeing other people like oh this guy's gigging eight times a week and this guy's doing it you know an hour every night for a month in edinburgh i if i don't do that i'm a failure that's the like that's the kind of thinking that's really detrimental to comedy in my opinion that being said obviously it is a an ambition to go to edinburgh and do do some sets i'd like to do like a long weekend or a week there just because it, it looks like a lot of fun i was going to do um I was booked to do a split hour um, with uh, Rob Dan, fantastic, fantastic comedian. Um, uh, we were going to do Brighton um, and we were going to do Five things. And yeah, that got cancelled because of COVID. And it was like, I would really like to just be able to to have done a festival And Brighton seemed a good one I want to try and do hopefully Camden If that's up and running by August yeah. um, Mainly because it's like It doesn't You don't have to be getting these like Crazy reviews to be content With what you're doing in comedy You can you can do it for the love of the game And the people that I know who The people who I know in comedy Who I like to speak to the most Are the people who are in it for the love of the game, yeah, and and who really love comedy and they love hanging out and they they are willing to have those like late nights just to just to do it and that that, that makes me really happy. And um, I was going to say another thing there. I forgot what it was. Well, I've got just a
0: quick question.
1: Yeah. So- oh yeah, no, sorry, really quick. So just to finish that point, yeah. off, basically, the, the the reason why I was so excited about Brighton and why it was going to be such a good thing is because I've been you know up until that point gigging really hard for like two two and a half years or whatever it was and that was going to be like this is all of my material that i've ever written that's good it's it's writ. it was written into a really nice concise beginning middle and end format like i was like this is what i've worked towards and i'm going to do it for half an hour i don't care who's in the room if i'm doing it to nobody i've done this thing i've got my face on a poster the poster's badass and uh that that for me, is more rewarding than worrying about people seeing it like that I created something
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um If you had to name that's obviously uh you know as uh, as uh if you had to name five comedians in the London area, obviously, I'm just just saying five who you would say see these, who would you actually say? And obviously,
1: there's no bias. It's just, oh, those... and so just like from the open mic, yeah, world. from the open mic circuit. Uh, oh, God, this is gonna piss people off, right? So, um, I would say definitely Rob Dan. Obviously, he's a good friend of mine. We were going to do our split bill. Uh, he is an outstanding comedian, hilariously meta, um, genuinely good bloke as well. Uh, definitely suggest him. Uh, if if you've not seen Sam Dutton perform, um
0: love him absolutely love him
1: w- he he did a we we did a gig we did our um uh special comedy alley shows yeah,
0: yeah. and he was
1: like he said to me he's like oh, i've not really been gigging i don't know how this is going to go and i couldn't breathe i actually had to like go leave the air i couldn't breathe physically because i was laughing yeah. so hard a massive fan of sam dunn um jamie allison obviously if, in the yeah. open mic world jamie allison's an yeah. absolute legend um Fantastic MC as well. If you ever see him hosting a gig, it's worth going down to. Because uh, he'll just... is so good at crowd work yeah. at the moment. Um, a big fan of Andy Watts. Uh, absolutely outstanding. Uh absolutely outstanding jokes man like he's just the jokes he's kind of like uh, English Mitch Hedberg he's one of my favorites um, oh really yeah, yeah yeah he he gets he gets that that comparison a lot but his jokes are so concise and so good he won um Max Turner last year obviously very very good yeah and um uh my man Danny Walsh I think is that five that's the yes, fifth five man? yeah yeah Danny Walsh Danny Walsh is a obviously really really talented comedian but like his his night uh uh, Happy Lovecraft that used to be at South yeah. Kensington Comedy Club. It was like a Saturday afternoon show and then there was a Wednesday night. Yeah. And through that night I met like, you know, Sam and Rob and all the <laughs> people who used to hang out that my, my closest friends in comedy. Um, he gave me like so many opportunities, my first hosting opportunity, my first seven. So obviously that but every time he's gigged for Not Another Comedy Night's absolutely smashed it. He's hosted for us. He's uh, yeah if you see him do a gig, then
0: uh, I'm looking forward to those. To but but yeah. everyone else will have to start working harder to get in your top five. This
1: everyone, is yeah. It's sim- as yeah, simple as that. Everyone else who I didn't say I hate, they I hate. It's
0: me. as simple as that. We just yeah. cut them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they've had their chance. <laughs> yes, that's the end of it. Yeah. Uh, no, Sam Dustin, I remember seeing Sam Dustin. One of the things I saw with Sam was he uh, he is walking up to the stage. He'd done this lovely set on our ukulele, and he walked up to the stage. As he was walking up the stage, um, he'd accidentally spilt a drink in front of him, but he didn't see it. actually spilt the drink in front of him. And I thought, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And it was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah. He is so off the cuff, but I'm now going to find out it's all pre-planned and everything's way well scripted. Well, but it's, was,
1: it's, I think it's part of the big... Oh, there's a, there's a the big secret with Sam is, like, how much of it's planned and how much of it's not. Yeah. But I did a gig with him in merton once yeah and it was it was a really 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 great gig um and he basically put on facebook what shall i do as my set like just give me individual words and i'll do a 10 minute set off the top of my head with it and he i I can't remember the the words that he got but he improvised a 10 minute set based on facebook suggestions and it was amazing but the thing is he i knew obviously couldn't friends with on facebook i knew what the list was and I still remember him getting through that list quickly. Like he got like five minutes into the set and he had finished it. And I was like, what's he going to do for the rest of the gig? So he starts started playing Hungry Hungry Hippos with one of the audience members. It was an absolutely great set.
0: <laughs> There's, um, I, I tell you what, this is... Um, no, you've been... I, James, you've been very supportive to a whole lot of comedy. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, oh, re- thank like you. Really, you guys we, do a great re- job. We really appreciate it. And, you know, and and also to being part of the community it's it's mm. it's absolutely it's it's just enjoyable you know it's 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 good um are you guys going to just... be
1: back in that pub again oh that...
0: well, we got, well no we, we've got we're going to be back we oh we're going to be back in the pub back in the pub garden that
1: space is great by the way like oh yeah the, we're gonna we'll
0: be, we're gonna be back in the pub obviously when it's uh, well hopefully before september later this year that's yeah, uh, <laughs> to be realistic i mean we never know um, we could all be on our sixth jab by then, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the time it works around in the cycle of things and the maths. But the um, no, we've got a few places and definitely you will be coming back. I tell you, this is guaranteed. I hope so. I hope so. Of, Thank you. And I want this. this I'm, and I'm, I'm putting it out there. The MC. I, this is what I need. <laughs> but um i'm gonna i'm gonna ask it's um just a general <laughs> question on music it's yeah, okay. uh, now now i am a big envy Melmstein fan okay one, one of the biggest on the planet now i noticed that when we were talking when we were talking earlier you said you you like sort of the, the more rockier side of things the sort of the more metal age mm. if you if you what what would you sort of give us like a, a top three band list for that one Oh,
1: that's too difficult. That's too difficult to say. I would oh, say favorites,
0: favorites. You know, what was on your last playlist or the go-to? Uh, my
1: fa- so basically, like last year, the main bands were like punk bands, like uh, the Menzingers, and Spanish love songs. Just like yeah. that is in my opinion, the best punk music in the world at the moment are those bands. Uh, As far as really crazy heavy stuff goes, there's a band called Alpha Wolf who absolutely smashed it last year. I'm a big fan of the band Black Peaks. Uh, They are, I mean, they're doing some of the best heavy music in the world at the moment. Um, uh, But yeah, as far as other stuff, I really like sad emo music. (laughs) So like my favorite band of all time is Funeral for a Friend. Uh, They are a very good band. yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the best. They're the boys. Uh, and then closely followed by uh, American bar rock music is not like Baroque, like yeah, 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 no, yeah, bar rock music. There's a band called The Hold Steady, who are yeah. just the they're such a great act. Uh, I see them every year. They're the last band I, I saw live. Um they do these long weekend festivals like where they yeah. basically just play three nights and a different day each night it's great they were the last live music like proper live drums and everything music I saw and um, yeah it's, it's too hard to, to narrow it down
0: well, well James before before we finish off just to let you know I've booked you for 2022 we're going on the comedy rock tour in the UK we're going to go around yep. the UK we're going to take the whole year off we're just going to jack everything in <laughs> And we're going to do it. And then we're going on the world yes. tour. And then, Yeah, uh, we'll, get
1: a, we'll get a crap van. We'll get a little van gonna, and everything. We're going. We're Loads going. of cans. Yeah, let's do but,
0: it. But not cheap guitars. That sounds fun. That's the only thing. No, no, is. it has
1: to be expensive guitars. It's got to be yeah.
0: expensive guitars. And no smashing them up afterwards.
1: No smashing them up afterwards, no. <laughs> okay, I want to do that once in my life. I've got a cheap <laughs> squire that I might do that to eventually, but I like it too much, so I'm not going
0: to. Fantastic. No, James, um, can we just put a, a big shout out there, please, to where we can actually find out more about you and your podcasts and your links and mm.
1: um, Yeah, well, I'm, the i don't, the best. The best thing to do is I'm I'm at Satsuma underscore Hat on Twitter, and I do I tweet whatever joke it is I've got and, and they're not very good sometimes they're good um, and the other thing is not another comedy night uh, it obviously is my comedy night uh, with my friend Adam and uh, so that's um, not Facebook slash not another comedy night um, so that's where the gigs hopefully will kick off um next year which it'll be like we've hopefully got a new venue coming up uh hopefully be able to be inside hopefully be able to book (laughs) as normal as soon as possible because it's been really missed it uh we really missed not having that so those are the two spots at the moment
0: Uh, absolutely james meekin it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you uh, it certainly has and um and i we will speak to you soon thank you very much lovely
1: thanks very much thank you guys talk to you soon see you later Right.